Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. I'm Pastor Miller, so we will be your host today and we are going to be talking to you uh, again about salvation stories and we've been uh, doing that for quite some time now. Hope they've been a blessing to you and I have another one here that I feel like can be a great blessing to somebody out there. And I want to go back to several years ago when I was a, a younger minister and there was a, a lady uh, that was someone that I'd known for most of my life, if not all my life. And uh, she had not been a Christian, uh, never, had, never had been a Christian in her life. And she was an older lady, about 80 years older, maybe in her early 80s. I'm not exactly sure. But we had went and uh, talked with her and about the Lord a couple of times. And then she had gotten sick, and we went back and talked with her and told her that, you know, that the Lord loved her and, and that he would save her and forgive her of all of her sins. <clears throat> That's what the Bible teaches. And so I remember on this one, <clears throat> excuse me, on this one particular day, we went to the house there. She lived with her son at that time, and she was not able to take care of herself. And so we went uh, to visit with her and talk with her. And I remember asking her on that day, I called her by her, her name, her first name. And I said, are, are you a Christian? Because I don't think it's good for us to assume folks are, are Christians or are not Christians. So I didn't want to assume that. So I had uh, I simply asked her, was she a, a Christian? And she then told me, no, that she wasn't or had never been a Christian. So I, I was telling her, you know, it's, it's probably the most important thing that you could do in your life at any age, and especially her age, and now that she was starting to get uh, sick, at this time, she wasn't really, really bad sick, but she was starting to get sick. And so when we began to talk with her, I remember uh, the conversation. She began to tell me, she said, well, I know what God could do for me. I know the benefit I would receive if I became a Christian. But what benefit is it going to do the Lord and, and what's it going to do for him if he saves me? I began to explain to her that it was never about necessarily what benefit we could do uh, for him because Jesus Christ came to save sinners, gave his life for all of us because the Bible said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the Bible also said we were altogether born in sin. 
So, you know, the Lord came to forgive us. He forgave uh, those people that was crucifying him. So the Lord always was ready, willing to save and forgive. And I, t- I told this lady, I said, I don't think the Lord's looking for what you can do for him. But you just need to fall upon the mercies of God and confess your sins. It was then she began to tell me, she said, well, back when I was a younger lady and a younger girl, actually, I think's how she said it. And she began to tell me, she said, I remember she lived out in the country, down the mountain part of Kentucky. And she said, there were some folks that walked by on their way to church one day. And, you know, a lot of folks, a lot of folks done that back then. Not too many vehicles back when she was young, because had she have lived today, she would have been a hundred years older or probably well over that. So she said, I remember when they walked by, I made fun of them for going to church. I told them, uh, or asked them rather, what are you going to church for? What good is it going to do you? You're wasting your time and begin to call them fanatics and, uh, all sorts of, of terrible things. And, you know, some things she told me, she said that it wouldn't be wise for me being a preacher to even try to think of a way to uh, tell you what she said. Some of those things were not good at all. So she began to tell me about that. And she said, I've done, you know, some bad stuff in my life. Not you know, horrible, but some bad things in my life. The worst thing she said, I never even considered becoming a Christian. Now, she she knew what it was uh, because she had, uh, I don't know how many of her siblings were saved. I know at least one was, maybe two that was. And then I don't know how many of her children, I know a couple were. But a lot of her grandchildren uh, were Christians. A lot of them were. So we began to talk further about her need for Christ. And I said, I'd love to pray with you. And so she said, all right, I would like to, if you feel like God will forgive me. So we began to pray with her and, and just kind of help her along and Uh, of how to pray and she began to pray and she prayed very good she was honest with God she began to tell the Lord how she knew she was lost and deserving of hell and not heaven and that she had was not a Christian but she wanted Christ to come into her heart and forgive her sins she confessed those sins And the Lord gloriously came into the heart of this older woman and saved her on that day in a living room, uh, sitting on a couch, actually. And so after that, 
She always liked me and my wife, but she kind of fell in love with us after that. And she began to call me her little preacher. Now, if you know me, I've always been a, a, a big man, a pretty big man. But she was just a small-framed lady. I don't know how tall, not very tall, but very thin. And I would guess her weight no more than 100, 110 pounds. So it's kind of humorous to hear her say, how's my little preacher? <clears throat> but anyway, quite often she would ask me, uh, would you come and pray for me? And I said, of course. <clears throat> I remember a few times that she'd actually uh, have them call on the phone. And they would say her son that she was living with would say, Mom wants her little preacher to come and pray for her. And so I would go, and she would discuss the Bible with me. She would talk to me about uh, when she was gone, when the Lord took her home, and so on. And now how she loved Jesus. And we would pray together. And we had some great times, great seasons of prayer. But what I really want to talk to you today is about her home going. And I remember this lady, one day she called for me and said, tell my little preacher to come down and he'd tell him something. And they said, okay. And they said, what do you need to tell him, mom? And the, she told them the story. Uh, so I, they said, mom, we think has lost her mind. She wants to talk to you and you need to come in here. So when I uh, got there, they met me at the door. They was weeping, crying. They said, Mom has lost it. I, I think she's lost her mind. And I said, why? They said, well, go in and talk with her, and you'll know. When I went in, I called her by name, and I said, uh, how are you? She said, well, not good. I understand you're going to Michigan to preach a revival. I said, yes, I am in here in a day or two. She said, well, I won't be back. I mean, I won't be here, brother, when you come back. And I said, well, sure you will. And she says, no, I know I won't be here when you get back. And I said, why do you think this? And she started telling me the story. Now, as I tell you this story, these are not my words. These are not made-up words or exaggerated words. This is what this lady told me. Now, she, from what I was told, never uh, read the Bible, never went to church over a handful of times in her life, didn't know much. But I said, okay, I sat down. Uh, on. She was in a, like a rollaway bed, and I sat down beside her, and I said, okay, tell me what happened. She said, well, there was a man that walked in this room uh, yesterday and said he he was so bright and shining. I couldn't really see his face. She said, but he came and stood where, uh, right there at, at my head of my bed where I was laying and said he called my name and said, I'm coming back after you in a few days and I'm going to take you to the most beautiful city. And so she started to describe heaven. She didn't just talk about 
uh, streets of gold and gates of pearl and uh, the river of life and the tree on either side uh, for the healing of the nation, the leaves. She didn't just mention that. She went into great detail about the size of heaven and heaven 12 foundations and all of the things about New Jerusalem. I've been saying heaven, but you know what I'm talking about, I hope. The New Jerusalem, that city. And so anyway, as, as we talked, I was just shocked at with what wisdom and knowledge she spoke. And then she said, and then all of a sudden, she said, he looked at me after he described it. Oh, I don't want to forget this part. She said, he also told me when he came after me and took me there to my new home that I would never be sick again. I would never hurt again. I would never feel any sorrow or pain at all. I would have no more worries. And it was just so great to hear her talk. Now, while she was talking, her son was standing there weeping and crying. And when I, I stood up, I said, okay, thank you. He said, I told you, mom's lost it. She's lost her mind. There was nobody in this house yesterday. And, and, and her, her son said, what do you think about that? I said, well, not only do I not think your mother's lost her mind. I think she's very uh, clear in her thinking. I said, she described heaven better than I can. And I'm a preacher. She told about New Jerusalem that's going to come down from God out of heaven better than I could. And I'm a minister. And I said, you say she's never hardly read the Bible. He said, no, I've never known of her reading the Bible. So they said, what do you think? Now, bear with me. This is what I think. If you don't agree with me, you have a right to your own opinion. I, I think that it was a messenger from heaven, uh, uh, probably an angel of sorts or some type of a messenger. Because why would this lady tell me that he told her that in a few days he was coming for her? And that all this stuff, every tear wiped from her eye, no sickness, no pain. What a beautiful place it was. It was a mansion. And she had her own mansion inside that mansion. It was unbelievable, actually. So I, I just bent over, shook her hand, prayed another prayer with her and said, I'll see you when I get back. She just said, make me a promise that when they call you and I go home to my heavenly home, that you'll come back and preach my funeral and tell my children about this story, what I told you. I said, I promise. So I went, I think it was about two days later to Michigan and was about in my third, maybe fourth night of revival when I woke up that morning, I told my wife, I said, for some reason, I don't think I'm going to preach tonight. And she said, why? I said, I don't know. I just have this feeling. And a couple of hours after I told my wife this, the phone rang. And it was that son. He said, Mom, 
just passed away. Can you come home? I told the pastor and I left and headed home. I will never forget when I walked in to speak with the family. And of course, she was at the funeral home. But I walked in that same living room where they had the rollway bed and and this sister was laying on. And they said, it was so strange when she passed. I said, what, what happened? They said, mom had been really sick, as you know, for a few days. And I said, yes. And they said, she just sat up in the bed. And she said, do you? Children, do you hear that? And they said, no, mom, we don't hear anything. What do you hear? She said, you can't hear that singing. And they said, no. What are, who's singing and what are they singing? She said, those people right over there. And she kept pointing. They said, mom, nobody's standing there. She said, oh, yes, they are. You just can't see them. And she, st- and she just raised up and said, That's the most beautiful singing that I've ever heard in my life. And she just kept, they said, smiling and looking, saying, I can't believe that you all can't hear that singing. And then they said, after several minutes of this, she looked over to another direction and said, do you see him? And they said, no. And she told them, said, that's the man that said in a few days, He would be coming back to take me to my new home, to a heavenly home where I'll never suffer again. That's him right there. And they said she stretched her arms towards him and just fell asleep. Now, I think that's a great testimony and a great story of salvation that God would take a lady that never thought it necessary or serious enough to repent, save her and send a divine messenger and tell her in a few days, and it wasn't over probably five or six days until she passed away. What a great story. Now, I hope I've been a blessing to you in sharing this story. I know some folks don't believe in things like this, and they would think it not serious or not real, but they have a right to their opinion. But I'm telling you, I believe every word that that sister told me. And by the way, before I close, I want to tell you what she told me also before that I left that day. She said, hey, preacher, she said, when I get to heaven, she said, I, after I meet Jesus, I'm going to wait until you get there. Now, I don't know everything. I don't know if she's waiting uh, just for me. She's probably rejoicing and shouting, but I still love the idea that she told me that. Thank God for the hope of heaven. Thank God for hope beyond this life. And the Bible said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So if you've not made up your mind to give your life to Christ, I, I believe you should think about it today. Give your life to Jesus. It's the greatest thing 
that you could ever do. You might not have 80 years of opportunity like this woman had. This could be your last day. So make it count and give your life to Jesus. I thank God for this opportunity and privilege to get to speak with you today on this salvation story. And I pray it's been a blessing. I hope you have a wonderful day today. And I just pray God's blessings upon all of you. So have a great rest of your day. In Jesus' name, amen.